Embarking on the journey of business ownership transfer can be complicated and emotional, particularly with family entwined. Join me, Vincent Mastrovito, owner of Prometheus Partners in Finishing Touches, the podcast that genuinely understands your challenges and aims to equip you with invaluable tips for a smooth business succession. By the end of each episode, you'll feel more confident and ready to guide your business into the next phase. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Finishing Touches, your source for insightful conversations on business growth and exit planning success. I'm your host, Vincent Mastrovito, and today we have a special guest joining us, George Sandman. George is a veteran entrepreneur, author, and advisor to advisors. And he has an exciting book on the horizon set to be published by Forbes magazine in September of 2023. So we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, In his book titled The Growth Driving Advisor, Leading Businesses from Stuck to Best in Class, George shares his expertise gained from over 30 years of entrepreneurial experience and more than a decade of helping advisors achieve success. This book offers practical advice that can be applied immediately, making it a must-read for any aspiring business leader. One of of, uh, the key topics we'll be discussing today and diving into today is the three dimensions of business growth methodology and why it sets itself apart as a relevant approach. We'll also explore George's extensive experience working with advisors and gain his perspective on exit planning, a crucial aspect of any business journey. Uh, That's not all we're going to be talking about. We'll also uncover the importance of the three dimensions within the growth framework and learn which one takes the lead. And of course, we'll discover Growth Drive's mission and vision as a technology-powered business advisory system led by George himself. So if you're ready to gain some valuable insights into profit and value growth, M&A prep, business valuation, operational best practices, sales and marketing for business advisors, and the art of leadership, moderation, and facilitation, then you're in the right spot. George Sandman, welcome to Finishing Touches. Let's get started on this enlightening conversation about business growth. Glad that you're here today. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Vincent. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no worries, man. What an honor. So let's talk a little bit about the book and what inspired you to write the book and uh, what can we learn to gain from it once it comes up? You know, I was inspired to write the book. I've been working with, I've been an entrepreneur, for, as you said, for over 30 years, and I've been working with business advisors with well over a thousand you know, senior level business advisors over the last decade plus on thousands and thousands of client cases. And after a while, you start seeing, you, you, you see trends, you, you know, enough conversations, enough cases. I, you know, we developed the three dimensions of business growth. And I wanted to get the three dimensions of business growth out into the market. I think it, it, it helps as we started working. And when I say we, I mean our community, right? When we started working with clients with the three dimensions of business growth, we got an immediate positive reaction from those CEOs because they could see themselves. They could identify themselves in those three dimensions. And if it's okay, I'll take a sec to describe them. The, 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 the dimensions are predictable profits and cash flow. That's dimension one. And that's the launch pad for growth. The second dimension is predictable, sustainable growth. So we take our cash flow from dimension one. We're able to sleep better at night. We have 
some better, um, a more efficient operation. And we now can make knowing bets, right? We can invest in growth without worrying about whether or not there'll be cash coming in to pay for it. And the third and the most important and the most important word I'm going to say here is predictable, transferable value. Transferable value is the ultimate measure of business success, right? Even if I don't care about transfer that, you know, monetizing the value of my business today, one day, either I will or, or my heirs and assigns will, right? So how do we create a business that has predictable cash flow, is experiencing, is, is sustainable growth, and therefore has maximized the transferable value of the business? And one of the things that business owners don't often grasp is that they, they may have created, let's say a business owner has created $12 million worth of latent value in the business. At the deal table, they get a rude awakening. If they can approach the deal table at all, if they can successfully complete the sale of the business, they're going to get some percentage of that $12 million, with the balance going to the new buyer. So you know that's the three dimensions. And what motivated me is, is helping middle market businesses, the heart of our economy, get the help they need from guys, from women and men uh, like you to make the changes they need to do to redesign their business, to deliver uh, that ultimate measure of business success. Yeah, I don't think it could be said any better than that. Let's talk a little bit about transferable value. And you mentioned this. I mean, this happens so much uh, with business owners that have that one have already sold their businesses, looking to sell their businesses, or may even be in the trenches of trying to get this value out. To us, there's a difference between EBITDA, free cash flow, things that actually fund these these deals wherever you're going to, you know, whether it's a private equity, which is pretty small percentage of the, of the deals anyway, strategic buyers, some type of inside transaction, either to kids or, or non-family key person. When you talk about transferable value, it's really, isn't it really about it? Does that owner, what's the likelihood or percentage, so to speak? It's almost like a Monte Carlo simulation, right? If you go to, if you go to, you know, if you're in the gambling world, they run these scenarios that said, what's the likelihood you're going to win, right? And I know they do it in the wealth management world now also, but um, what's the likelihood that you could get that 12 million bucks? Well, the likelihood, unfortunately, is is very small. So, you know, numbers that we use routinely, 19 and 20 companies cannot approach an M&A transaction as they are currently run. And of that, of the one in 20, so that's what, 5%, those people are splitting the range of value. So let's just say that for an industry, your range of, of, of value. So businesses trade on a multiple of earnings. And there's a range of multiples. Some businesses might get two times earnings. Some businesses might get six, some even more. But let's say our normalized trading range is two to six times earnings. You know, for the average business out there, we under, unfortunately, and I have been guilty of this in my career, we operate under a, a fairy tale, a false premise. And that false premise is, is that, well, I will work for as long as I want, and then I will sell my business for as much as I need to fund my retirement. And those can all be true, but they can only be true if you have done what, what is commonly called exit planning. I think of it as equity value planning. This is the ultimate, you know, the exit plan is the ultimate strategic plan because you are connecting shareholder value, the value to the owners, with business goals at a determined point on the horizon. And our vision, our mission 
is to make sure that a maximum number of businesses are able to transfer at high value, whether it is to the private capital markets, to an in, you know an inside sales through gifting, but all of these things, the further in advance we plan for them, the better the result, right? If this need not be heartache, this can be a non-chaotic process, and that's where professionals like you um, are so incredibly valuable to business owners. And business owners simply don't know that they need your help. I'm not getting back to why I wrote the book. Uh, so what, you know, what, a driving force for writing that book. Yeah, I know you had mentioned uh, one time in, in one of our conversations. There's there's really three types of business owners, right? I think it was like sixty two percent want to grow their business. I think there's another twenty one or twenty two percent. I might be off on the percentages here, but around twenty some odd percent want to just make the business easier to run. And then you've got about another seventeen percent or so that want to sell. Um, we're speaking at least initially about the 17% that want to sell and, and then about 80 some odd percent of them need to get more value to be able to sustain their lifestyle. Right. Yes. But when you take a look at your process and growth drive and, and what it does for businesses as a whole, it really answers the question for all three of those business owners, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? That's exactly right. And you had, you had the stats um, you had the stats spot on. You know, those are statistics that we gleaned from advisors analyzing over fifty thousand businesses, and and um, and you you know you're right. When if you think of this seventeen percent who are preparing for M and A, and they find out you know eighty three percent of the time this is all data driven. These are data driven numbers. Eighty three percent of the time that they're not going to net the capital they'll need to fund their family's long-term wealth plan. Um, you know, that how now now we get back and we bring a full circle. How then do you change that answer? You change that answer by doing two things. One is by by doing three things. You're going to have to increase your free cash flow. You are going to have to make the business easier to run. And let's drill down on that for a sec. The business needs to be immortal. And what a lot of us don't uh, don't uh, plan for is that the business needs to actually be better and better able to deliver better returns after we leave than it can with us there. So how do we do that? Well, that gets into the making your business easier to run, that 21% you mentioned. So creating maximized transferable value gets back to the other two dimensions. That's why we call them dimensions, not phases, because you can move in all three at the same time. So if Madam business owner, you want to maximize transferable value. You are going to need to move in dimension one and increase free cash flow. And you are going to have to create either current growth or a, a highly credible promise of future growth and be able to be plucked out of the business and have it execute against that, 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 that beautiful future that you've described for a subsequent owner. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's sometimes hard for owners to get their arms wrapped around it. Um, you know, transferable value versus value. There's so many ways to value a company, but I think, I think, you know, I think that this, this will help them under, you know, get better clarity about how do I really maximize that value, whether you need the full value or not. If you, if you've done a great job of saving your money, right. If you, if you like, if you don't need any of the value from your company to sustain your current lifestyle, 
It doesn't mean you don't want the full value. It just means you're going to approach that transaction a lot differently than someone who needs 90% of that value to keep going. That's correct. Yeah, they're, they're just going to keep going. Yeah, so l- let's talk a little bit about how you work with advisors um, and, and kind of how you approach helping them get to where they want to do. Because it's a skill set, you know, that most people just don't have of like, you know, you're, you're talking to business owners all day and trying to understand a little bit more about what it is that they do and move through to help sure that they're bringing back value. So share that a little bit with our listeners, if you don't mind. So when we work with a business advisor, there are, there are a number of things that we, we can help them do. And this is all, you know, this is all up, up to them. We offer, you know, in, in Growth Drive, for example, and there are a lot of great organizations out there, but we'll focus on Growth Drive for a sec. In Growth Drive, we offer really, I can put it in three buckets, knowledge, training, um, uh, how to deploy the three dimensions of growth, how to have the right conversations with business owners so that you win the engagement. By the way, winning the engagement is great for the advisor, but it's, it has a 10, 20, 30x return for the business owner. This is very, very good for the business owner and for their stakeholders, for the communities in which these businesses exist, right? The communities that depend on these businesses. Um, so knowledge, training, uh, and, and some um, some pretty fun stuff, right? You've participated in it. It is, sure, it's sophisticated, but it is it is fun, it is valuable, and very sticky. And, and our promise is uh, that people have uh, tools and techniques they can apply immediately. We also have tools. I just you know te- tease that I guess we have a very powerful uh, software suite called Clarity, and Clarity is designed to help with every phase of the engagement, from from generating leads to winning engagements to educating. This is an education process, right? You can't sit in front of a business owner and wag your finger and dictate to them. Not if you want to. Not if you want to. You know, guide them long term educate the client about where they're strong, where they're weak, and help them form a vision of how they will redesign the business to meet their goals. And then the third leg of the stool uh, is support. And we have a very, very sophisticated support support program that starts as simply as, uh, you know, self-serve modules. Um, but, but, But what's exciting and unique is our online community of business advisors. So imagine having, you know, people from from all the professions that typically work with a business owner on whom you can call, pick, have conversations. And the ultimate, our premium, uh, our premium support vehicle is our mastermind peer groups. And you, I know you participate in one and, uh, and I'd love your, I love your feet, you know, unscripted. I'd love your feedback, but these mastermind groups are structured. This, this is a group of eight to 12 professionals under NDA who meet on a regular basis and discuss the challenges, the opportunities, the problems, the ideas around building a thriving advisory business and can expand the gamut from lead gen to, hey, I'm seeing X, you know, I'm seeing X in my client engagement who has some feedback. And if you imagine having, you know, an M&A professional, a, a, a wealth advisor, a, a management consultant, you know, a variety of pros around the table and inside a real vulnerable circle of trust, right? These are women and men who know each other, who get to know each other very well through this process. That is a tremendously impactful, powerful support mechanism uh, for, for building, uh, building a practice. It is far, 
far more impactful than study groups, uh, than chapters, all of which are good. But this is this is really the, the, the pro level. Yeah, I would agree. I, I can speak from experience to those that listen to this podcast that this is at the pro level because you have to be prepared when you come to these meetings once a month for, for about two and a half hours or so. And you have to be prepared. There's a, a way to go about it. But I think that the important thing to your point, George, is there are other advisors with a lot of experience in a lot of different areas that will add some insight. And I think that's just about continually learning of, you know, how can you get better at what you do? And it's so differently than a business and a business owner is like, how can they continue to get better at what they do? And so in, a, in an essence, we're really practicing what we're preaching. As I look at we're asking you to to engage with a consultant or a coach, however you want to view what our role is, an advisor. We're doing the same thing to make our practices better, to be able to advise you by getting information from a lot of other people and being able to streamline what you want in your business. So I think it's I think it's just a great relationship between the advisor and the owner, especially those that really are serious about doing one of the three things, which is either growing the value of your company, making it easier to run or you know, at some point transitioning out. And I understand all three of those will transition out at some point, but some of you may have 15 or 20 years before that transition happens. And they just need, they need a little bit more horsepower to, you know, to kind of get it going and, and get where they want to go. So I think that's always great. George, what would be the one thing you would want to leave our listeners with to make sure they have a really good understanding of to reach out and chat with you and, and talk to you about what, what it is that you do? Yeah, thanks, Vincent. You know, they're they're really you asked for one. I'm going to share two. One, absolutely. Ask yourself how you can make it easier to scale your advisory business. Right? How do you make it easier to create more time for yourself and to have a deeper impact with your clients? That's a conversation I'd love to have with them with you. Um, and two, how do you deliver client wins? Right? Because if we deliver client wins, we never will look for. Marketing is very attractive, right? You buy a list of CEOs and go after it. And that is a hard road to hoe. But if you are delivering client wins, in our experience, and I'm basing this on you know 12 plus years of, uh, of working with advisors, if you're delivering client wins, you're never going to look for a client again. So how do we help you deliver client wins? Which, by the way, moves us forward on our vision of having an indelible positive impact on $1 trillion dollars worth of middle market and pre-middle market businesses. And this is a win, a win for the business owner, 20x the win for the advisor. But we have advisors building really, really valuable, satisfying practices um, using the knowledge, tools, and support that Growth Drive uh, puts at their disposal. Awesome. Well said, George. Really thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate you being here today. Appreciate the knowledge that you share. I think it's always important to be able to share, give what's called, you know, what I always call thought leadership back. What are you giving back to the industries and other industries? So uh, for our listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Finishing Touches. Uh, you can get more content if you check out our website at uh, prometuspartners.com. Uh, if our podcast has helped, been helpful for you, then please certainly leave a review to help others discover us and stay updated with the latest tips and insight. We look forward to accompanying uh, you on your journey to a successful business transition in our next episode. Hope all of you have a great week and thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. 
That's a wrap on today's episode of Finishing Touches. For more information and guidance, head over to PrometheusPartners.com. Your feedback means the world to us, so please take a moment and leave a review of the podcast. You can stay in the loop or ask me a question by connecting with me on LinkedIn or visit our website and start a conversation with me. We look forward to accompanying you on your journey to a successful business transition in our next episode and have a great week. Thank you so much.